Oh, fuck you, Lewis. I will Venmo $20 to whoever can send me that song. So please come together like one of those YouTube, like, uh, uh, Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Fuck you, Lewis. Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. And welcome to episode 75 of the most unofficial and the only weekly solo fan cast revolving around offensive comedic podcast this side of the moon. To the moon. The Skankverse podcast. The S, the V, and the P. Was that gay? Probably. Uh, he's a fucking faggot. <laughs> you know the deal. Each and every week we discuss, review, and we talk about some of the best offensive podcasts and news from the week gone by in the Legion of Skanks universe. That's the way it is. It's not the Cumtown universe. It's not Matt and Shane's secret podcast universe. They're all intertwined, but you all know who the King of Kings is. It's Matt and Shane's secret podcast, but I just like the sound of Skankverse, okay? <laughs> it's the Phillyverse now. It's the Skankverse podcast. All of these podcasts revolve around Legion of Skanks in some way or form. I can... Pick each one of them out and give you eight degrees of separation. Of course, obviously, I'm your host, the Aussie Red Bar, the funder from Down Under, the man of a thousand sound bites, Double J. And boy, I, it's, it's it's so redundant, it's so corny to say, but we we have a lot to talk about this week. <laughs> I've just I've just been listening, you know, like obviously. I'm always looking for sound bites and little, you know, things I can add to the soundboard. So I was just listening to a come down and one of my favorite bits they've ever done, um, Gay Flanders. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm in a silly goose morning today, okay? Morning, night, whatever the fuck. Anyway, it's March. We are in March. I am three weeks away from moving into a property I just bought. I'm tired. I'm a bit of a silly goose today. So this episode might be fully... Fully autistic. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. It probably, I am. I, I never doubt if you, you know, if you come here for advice or inspiration, you're a fucking idiot. But the only piece of news I have to say, as I said, it is March. One of the best times of the year for me is because it's March Madness. And every year, for the last, well, every year, for the last two years, a guy on Twitter by the name of Asperson Caster, I hope I said that right, does a 20, you know, 2022 podcast March Madness bracket. And the thing I find interesting about it as I'm looking at it, I have at some point talked about every single one of these podcasts besides two. Yes. Free, all right. I don't. I don't follow fucking compound media. This isn't the compound media verse. It's the skank first. And I also think if you're gonna put something behind a paywall like that, I, I ain't giving you money. <laughs> I got no money. These pockets they're empty. All right. So besides, you know, in hot water or the Anthony Akumia show, um, and Tuesdays with stories, which I just, I never get around to listening to like you, you you've all heard how much fucking podcasts i listen to it's absurd it's it's life consuming it is i have a problem i need help i don't have much 
because this is gay. I thought the sound was still fucking... You know, it helps if I put fucking headphones in, doesn't it? Anyway, so he's done this bracket. Um, you know, this March Madness podcast bracket. And a lot of these podcasts we talk about, like I said. So I want to run through this because in less than 43 minutes, so by the end of this podcast, this poll on the finals will be close. Like, this motherfucker don't fuck around. Like, last year it took him... Because we talked about this last year on this podcast. Like, he did this over two weeks. He's done it in the space of a week. He's really put the fucking pedal to the metal. I'm like, this isn't a small thing. If you're listening here, you probably have seen me tweet this. If you don't follow me on Twitter, you're a faggot. <laughs> you're all faggots. Like I said, this is a, this is a silly episode. What a gay-ass bitch. Um... So yeah, in 43 minutes, the poll will close. And so before we tell you who's in the, you know, who looks like is going to win and who made it to the final two, let's burn 20 minutes of this podcast and let's break down every single one of these. Why? Because it's fun and I enjoy these things. And this is like one of the reasons I started this podcast because I like, you know, seeing podcasts put up against each other, you know, what people like, what they don't. So anyway, round number one was Legion of Skanks, who were in number, you know, were um, ranked number one versus a new podcast to come onto the scene was with Panties in the Mouth. Legion of Skanks got 89% of the vote. Paul Lemire. Paul Lemire. 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 Paul Lemire. They've got such a great, like, they've got so many great episodes. But to go up against the killers... You know, the reigning champs. That hurt. And then you get um, number four, Kill Tony, versus number five, Broad Topics. And Kill Tony got 68% of the vote, which is a lot closer than you think. Like, you know, Broad Topic, it's got fans. You got no fans? I've just realized that this is probably really boring audio <laughs> because I'm, really, I'm literally just looking through Twitter and just reading shit. I don't give a fuck. Master Chief, motherfucker. Um, and then we had Tuesdays with Stories beat by guys with 57% of the vote, which was shocked. Like, that was... I definitely thought by guys would squeeze it out. But, you know, the it's one of those podcasts where it, it, people like it, but they don't love it. And, you know, Tuesdays with Stories, Mark Norman, you can't fucking say shit about that. As I drop everything. And then number two ranked Dad Meat. Uh, beat Can't Get Right with uh, good old Kurt Metzger. With 86% of the vote. 86%. Like, and that should tell you a lot about the popularity of Dad Meat right now. Um, then um, in the other side, we had Come Town ranked number one beat In Hot Water by... A stupidly close margin. It was 50. They won by 52%. They had 2% was the difference. I don't know. Maybe I should start checking out In Hot Water. I don't know. If someone could tell me if it's a good episode, if, if it's good, I'll listen to it. I know Aaron Berg's on there. Um, and then you had number four versus number five. You had Zach Amico's Midnight Spook Show versus You Fucked It. You Fucked It. 
<laughs> Where is it? Where is it? No, 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 no. There it is. Uh, he's a fucking faggot. <laughs> Once again, really close. You fucked it one by 2% of the vote, which was a bit shocking. Um, like some of these, like you look at them and it's like, fuck. Like such a tough bracket for some of them. And then you had number three Tim Dillon show go up against No Need for Apologies. Dillon got nearly 90% of the vote, you know, because obviously we're all a bunch of racists. <laughs> well, you know, it's a podcast with two. You know, what do you expect? It's Tim Gillen, who's a, who's a fucking flaming. <laughs> I love this shit. Um, and then we had. Number two ranked Column Tyrrell's podcast, which is just Column Tyrrell's podcast, you know, the Wizard of Pod, Column Tyrrell podcast, whatever. Uh, you know, to me, this is an upset, all right? Beat part of the problem by 2% of the vote. And before you say anything, this isn't like 20 people voting on these things, like 1,200 votes, 600 votes, 600 votes, 1,000 votes. Like people, like I'm not just making this up. Um, so that's unfortunate because I think part of the problem is really good, but these are majority comedy podcasts. And then you had Matt and Shane's secret podcast, which was ranked number one on the other side, beat high society radio by 94%. Give, gave them a fucking whooping. Um, and then you had the SDR show versus are you garbage and are you garbage steamrolled? They were the underdogs. They were ranked five. SDR was ranked four. Had And I also think, had he put this poll up next week, this wouldn't be this much of a runaway because RU Garbage won with 81% of the vote, which was sad. And we're going to talk about SDR later. You know, fuck you. If you're not enjoying this, skip 20 minutes ahead. Well, hello, suck this and MF and kiss my big black stuff and suck it and stick it down in your mouth and suck it, suck it. Tell them to have a coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> and we had Anthony Cumia show lost to Stuff Island with 63% of the vote. Relatively close. And then you had, which was a very interesting draw, you know. I'm assuming he does these completely random. He didn't pick it this way. But the Joe Rogan experience beat Yo MMA Rap with 73% of the vote. And I thought that was... Harsh, but it's Joe Rogan. Like, people are always going to vote for Joe Rogan. He's the king of kings. Like, it's the skank verse, but that man is like Galactus, or, you know, like he's he's bigger. He's way bigger. Uh, then the Bonfire, who was ranked number one, and a lot of people complained about this. They said, you know, a lot of people don't know you heard about this, you've seen about this, said that the Bonfire wasn't a podcast. The Bonfire is much of a podcast than any other podcast. All right. It's a, it's a fucking podcast, especially in the last six months where their episodes have gone from 30 minutes to like nearly an hour. Are uh, they beat the thing is ding by 89% of the vote. So poor Shannon, you know, getting steamrolled here, getting a train ran on her for the first time in three years and not in the way she fought. Um, is this the last round one? No, we've got a few more. And then we had Skeptic Tank beat War Mode, unfortunately, by 
4% of the vote, they got 54%. That sucked. Like, I'm still waiting for that fucking episode with Dave Smith to come out. Still waiting. We're in March. I need my year in review. I don't know what happened last year. Um, and then we have YKWD beat Little Stinkers with 5% of the vote at 55%. And then lastly, number ranked, ranked number two, number two, the Real Life Podcast beat Here's the Scenario by 91%. Devin, we're fucking hiding. And then we get to round two. All right. Legion of Skanks ran over Kill Tony with 85% of the vote. Dad Meat, Dad Meat beat Tuesdays with Stories with 60% of the vote. Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast beat Are You Garbage with 76% of the vote. And this is where things get interesting. Joe Rogan Experience beat Stuff Island with 1% of the vote. I really wish it would let me look at numbers. Because like I'd really be interested to see what the real difference was, but it was close. We're talking like probably free votes. You know, we'll do the math. One thousand one hundred and thirty-nine people voted on it, and it was one percent. So stuff people love Stuff Island, man. They really dig that shit. And I think if you know, I know this is a fun Twitter poll thing, pretty much a jerk around, but. If you're looking at that, you're like, holy shit, there's popularity here, there's something there. And then the bonfire beat the skanktic, no, the, uh, skeptic tank with 68% of the vote. Uh, and then I think you go to the other side of the bracket, you had Real Ass Podcast beat YKWD with 77% of the vote. Um, Tim Dillon Show beat Colm Tyrrell's podcast with 83% of the vote, which is interesting because... They're both essentially the same podcast. There's a producer, it's a solo podcast. It's really the same podcast. And I've heard people, you know, this week say, Colm Tyrrell, the podcast he does isn't really best suited for him. It actually plays to his weaknesses, not his strengths. You know? And we'll talk about that a bit later. But I just found that to be, like, this is all really interesting. This is, you know... What do you call it? It's, um, oh, what's the word? Gay cunts and fucking officers use it. Ah, oh, it's, a, it's a workshop thing. Like, you can see what works and what doesn't. Um, and then lastly in the last, in the second round, you had Come Town Beat, you fucked it with 66% of the vote. Um, I'm starting to think as I look at the time, like, should I make this his own podcast? Like, should I just put this in its own little episode? I don't know. If we hit 30 minutes, I might have to make this its own little episode. And then we get into the Elite Eight. Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast beat Joe Rogan by 88% of the vote. Cleaned them. Absolutely fucking cleaned them. We've got to show, show fucking the young bull some love. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Soundboard's too big. Big like my dick. In my defense, I'm surrounded by losers. Damn, that sucks. It doesn't suck for you because you win. You win. Um, in a shocking turn of events, Come Town lost to the Tim Dillon Show, which got 58% of the vote. You know, that's... That's... It's... Like, come on. You're going to sit there and tell me that's a shock to hear that Come Town lost... 
to fucking the Tim Dillon show by a, a decent margin. It's come town. But Tim Dillon is also a, you know, he's a comedy genius. He's genuous. Um, and then Legion of Skanks gave Dadmeat an absolute fucking self-suck hiding. Self-suck hiding. That's, wow. I've never heard those words together before. Um, beaten by 69%. So, you know, like I said, self-suck hiding. <laughs> Legion of Skanks made them fucking give themselves a 69. Um, I'll go write that. That, that. I've never heard those three words put together in that kind of way. Um, and, and now you get to the final four. Matt and Shane's secret podcast. Uh, yep. I mentioned the bonfire. Yep. No, no, I didn't mention the bonfire. I lied. The bonfire beat Real Life's podcast by 55%. So that was, you know, confetti in the air. The crowd went wild. It was fucking insane. <laughs> Thanks fucking God, because the bonfire has been putting out some really good shit. Really good shit. And a real ass podcast is a real ass podcast. It's the Lewis J. Gomez show starring a soundboard and Zach Amico. And then we get to the final four. Matt and Shane demolished the bonfire with 76% of the vote. I feel like now that I look back in hindsight, what I should have done with this bit was I should have read it like it was like um, an election day. Well, as you can see, Tim, as we look at the map, um, New York is firmly Legion of Skanks holds that. But if you look in Florida, come down, coming out strong. And you know, if you win Florida, you usually win the election. That's what I should have done. Hindsight 2020. Um, and the Legion of Skanks beat Tim Dil- the Tim Dillon show with 77% of the vote. So that, after all that, brings us to where we are now. With 30 minutes left, with, I believe, if we just double-check, with the most votes on any of these polls, you have the Legion of Skanks versus Matt and Shane Secret Podcast. Yeah, 2,727 votes right now. The Legion of Skanks lead with 55% of the vote. I believe when this poll first opened, Matt and Shane had a strong lead, but it's it got flipped and it got flipped hard. <laughs> As you can see, Tim, Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast had a strong lead in these areas of the of the country. But then with Kansas and Tennessee and Alabama, the Legion of Skanks have come back strong and are now firmly in place to win this election. It looks like the Legion of Skanks is going to win, obviously. Like I said, you know, this isn't Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast verse. This isn't the cum verse. This isn't pennies in the mouth verse. It's the skank verse for a reason. It all revolves around them. And I think I'm going to keep this in with the episode that I'm doing because I think that, I don't know. You don't want to listen to it? I'll, I'll put a fucking clip. I'll put a fucking time thing. Fuck you. Suck my dick. What's that? Oh, suck this and MF and kiss my big black stuff and suck it and stick it down in your mouth and suck it, suck it. All right. So now we get to the fun part. Well, that was fun. I must say that was probably one of my better bits I've ever done. You know. 
And by bits, it's not me just repeatedly yelling the word faggot or chink or or super. <laughs> now we get to the top 10. All right, and we got some new ones here. We got some interesting ones. So honorable mention goes to Warped, which is war mode. I love this fucking podcast. I do, genuinely. It, it Now, you know, once again, it all goes completely over my fucking head. But, you know. But anyway, they talk about all these fucking faggots and all these chicks online and probably a lot of bots, you know, putting Ukrainian flags in their bio when, you know, 99% of them didn't even care about Ukraine until a week ago. I bet you you couldn't, if you gave them a map right now or a week ago, probably a week ago, and asked them, where's Ukraine? They'd probably point at Russia. You know, no one knows where the fuck Ukraine was until last week. Although I will say I have enjoyed some of the propaganda. And let's call it what it is. It's propaganda. Yeah. The ghost to Kiev, that was bullshit. You had the um, the soldiers on Snake Island that died, you know, to Russian ta- um, Russian ships after they told the Russian Navy to go fuck itself. They're still alive. That was fake. Um, I do. I I must say, and it it's it's probably a compliment to how well their propaganda works. But that Ukrainian prime minister, who was once a comedian and an actor, uh, Zandusky, fucking the Jew one, you know. You fucking Jew. That'll be the thing that gets me cancelled. Just just in Australian. Podcaster calls Ukrainian PM a fucking Jew. He's a fat Jew. And then a fat Jew. Um, I really like, he, he really comes off as genuine. Like, you know, especially in Australia, like we've got a bad strike rate of politicians in the last 10 years. Probably not since Kevin Rudd in 2008 have we had a politician that we like support or back. And he's like, fuck you, I'm not leaving, I'm staying here. And if they kill me, they kill me. Didn't even fucking ship his family out. His family is still in Ukraine. So, you know, kudos to them for the propaganda because I almost believe it. Um, And I must say another great thing about this Ukraine thing, and it's still sad, don't get me wrong. We talked about this last week. I don't want to go over it again. You know, we die in a nuclear holocaust, none of this will matter anyway. Um, But... And I've lost my fucking point of what I was going to say. Yeah, I've completely lost the point of what I was going to say. We're going to die in a nuclear war. None of this matters anyway. Yeah, I got nothing. Anyway, doesn't matter. There's probably something profound and awe-inspiring. But, oh well. I don't have much. Because this is gay. Should have convinced him to do a podcast, you fucking pussy idiots. Anyway, um, they talk about the amount of serial killers and incels we, you know, the world has created. Oh, that's what I was saying. Politicians. Oh, I remember now. It's come back to me. You know, like, you got a politician who's, like, still, you know, fighting for his people. No, I already said that. I'm all over the place today. I'm a silly goose. I'm a silly, silly goose. Anyway, well, fuck the Ukraine. People are going to die. They're going to die. Oh, yeah. 
fucking, I keep getting it and I lose it. That's how fucking, I'm fucking all over the place. Don't worry, Gomez. You always come through in the clutch. <laughs> Goddamn right. Um, the be- there we go. The best thing about this whole Ukraine thing, and it's not, there's nothing good about it, but whatever. COVID, it doesn't exist anymore. It's just magically disappeared, hasn't it? It's fucking great. Like, like it's great to be able to fucking walk around and not have some dumb fucking whore come up to me and go, <laughs> and be like, where's my mask? Where's your mask? And then she karate chops me. And then she spin kicks at me and she throws a spin kick at me. And then she hits the double-loaded takedown and puts me in a Kimura. And then you find out that, in fact, it wasn't a Karen, it was... And his name is John C. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Um, anyway. And they talk about the amount of serial killers and incels we probably created by forcing kids and teenagers to stay inside for two years. You know? Like, I'm so happy I'm 28. Like, if I was fucking... 16 or like 17 and this happened to me oh I'd be I'd be doing some fucking horrendous shit like we talk like I talk about this regular at work like it always seems to come up because we've got this young kid who's a really nice guy but this is his first job and he's 27 years old his family's fucking loaded if I ever found out where he where if I ever find out where he lives I'm tempted to rob his house because, you know, he's got, they got three kids and one of them works because he doesn't want to be seen as uncool in front of all of his other college friends. He's 24, whatever. But I was talking about this and it's funny because it's like, funny, it's probably not the word for it, but I'll explain it to you like this. I have a younger brother, my youngest brother, you know, for the sake of this conversation, we'll say his name's Tom. Now, Tom's always been a bit special, you know. Tom was born fucking six weeks premature. When I saw him when I was 11 years old, he was the size of a pencil. You know, he was. it didn't look like he was going to survive and neither did it look like my mum would either. So he was always a little bit, you know, special. And obviously... If you've been listening since the start of this podcast, you obviously remember me telling the story of me pedigreeing him him on fucking tiles and then him having a fucking hematoma on his head the size of a golf ball. So I'm probably also a little bit to blame. But anyway, if you want proof of how badly, and this isn't all on COVID and the lockdowns and stuff, it's a little bit on him because he's a bit, he's a bit weird, okay? But he's, He lives in a very small town with my mum. And a month or so ago, cops rocked up in the morning. Like, you know. And my mum was like, looked out a window and saw that Tom was talking to three cops, three sergeants. And she comes out and it's like, what's this all about? (laughs) My dearest brother, not known for being the the most intelligent person, has been driving around town following, like, a girl. Like, you know, he doesn't have any, you know, once again, none of these kids have any social interaction. They don't know how to talk to girls. You know, granted, I didn't know how to talk to girls, but this is another step. So he's essentially been just stalking her, driving around town behind her. 
And you'd sit there and you go, oh, that's a bit weird, isn't it? You know? What makes it worse is that she's a cop. So he's following around a cop car all night. He definitely didn't get the brains of the family, all right? Although in saying that he was, I can't, once again, I can't completely blame this on COVID because when he was 16 and he was working, this was either just as COVID started, or no, probably just as COVID started. At one point he was sending a girl $3,000 to look at her titties. He was that fucking horned up that he was like, he was just like, the chick was like, give me $700, I'll let you look at my boobs. Not in like, not in real life. Not to touch them, not to finger some puss, nothing, just to get a picture of some titties. He's, he's, he's not bright, and but this is, and he's a, you know, an extreme example, but this is what kids are going to be in the next five, ten years. You know, especially the younger ones. You know? And then you've got the fact that, you know, with the younger generation more so than now is like when they're upset or when they're, you know, causing a scene, mum and dad just, you know, stick an iPad in front of his face. They don't have any social interaction anymore. They don't, you know, like, especially in the last two years. So you are going to create a bunch of fucking, like, fucking uni bombers. Like, there's going to be a lot of people that kill fucking chicks, tie them up after they follow them all night. You know, like, I don't know what, there's nothing to do, is there? Like, I sit here and I say this, you know, and it's like, there's nothing to do. There's nowhere to fix it. Damn, that sucks. Like, how do you, you can't give them back two years of their life. Kids are fucked, man. Like, you know. And you know in the future when we're all like in our 60s and 70s and we're all in nursing homes and these are the, you know, these kids come into power and they become politicians and CEOs, they're going to remember and they're going to fuck us. They're going to they're gonna make sure that we live like shit. I can't believe people are calling this guy gay, dude. That's cool. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, war mode. Another great episode. Like I said, most of it goes over my head, but it's fucking entertaining to listen to. Truly is. Um, and they do talk, you know, like I said, they talk about the Ukraine stuff and all that, but I'm, I'm really struggling to figure out how to verbalize talking about this podcast because it's so left field. It's so out there. Like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and start talking about fucking conspiracy theories of chemtrails and... Like, the oligarchs are like, I don't know anything about this shit. But I love listening to it. Anyway. And now we come to number 10. Number 10. Press the button. Come on. There we go. What a gay-ass bitch. Who ain't my bitch, nigga? Buy your own damn fry. <laughs> number 10 is a podcast called The Young Guns. You may have heard of it. You may not have heard it. Um, with... Good old Mikey Figs and Robbie Goodwin. And this episode is episode one, and it's The Magic Begins. I, I wish I had a magic sound right now. Do I have a magic sound? How about one more time for the filthy little fucking chink that was just up here? Well, close enough. Um, 
Anyway, so this is Robbie's new podcast. Obviously, the Loud Boys, they're dead. You know, it fucking it was a it was a stupid idea from bad created, and all that's gone, man. It also didn't help that Dalton had a manic episode. Um, and but I hear he's doing well. Like I'm, everything I'm reading, he seems to be on the right track. So that's good to hear. And he hasn't killed himself. Because at one point, it looked bad. Like, we were doing weekly, like, Dalton spiral updates. And it was... Like, at one point, the man thought he was living in a fucking Truman Show universe. Um, anyway, a few Dalton fans or Loud Boys fans were a bit upset with the fact that this episode was uploaded to the Loud Boys YouTube channel and the podcast feed. I think a lot of fans right now feel that Robbie's trying to take advantage of, you know... A decent sized audience that wants the Loud Boys back. And unfortunately, the Loud Boys isn't big enough for it to warrant that yet. Well, let's be real. It's not the OP Anthony show. It's a co- I've just spilled Red Bull everywhere. I've just spilled Red Bull everywhere. You f- fucking. That's a pain in the ass. Oh, well. Fuck it. Um, they're never going to get back together. Like, I don't need, no, to do, for that to happen, Dalton would have to build up everything. He'd have to get back to where he was. And lightning's not likely to strike twice. But you never know. Anyway. Trying to figure out how to explain this podcast because this podcast is exactly what you think it is. Um, they opened with the old O and A theme, which I thought was funny. I guess um, Robbie says the day after they disbanded the Loud Boys, Manscaped emailed them saying they loved their numbers and wanted to offer them a sponsorship. One more day, had they held on for one more day, we may be having a very different conversation right now. Uh, they touch a bit on Dalton and his episode. Um, not too much. They they wish Dalton well, and we all wish Dalton well. The last thing we want to see is Dalton kill himself. And uh, with Joe Gorman having his own podcast now, Locker Room Talk, and Robbie doing good numbers with this podcast. Like, surprisingly good numbers. Like, he said he was fixed his podcast, but it's Robbie's podcast. I think we're all coming here for Robbie. No, I'm kidding. I can't. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. If you're going to listen to a podcast for Robbie Goodwin, you're insane. It is Mike Fix's podcast. I almost said that without break cracking. Um, Robbie talks about him realizing he's a failed comedian. Um, Figs, Figs tells us that um, he paid himself. He ship. He flew himself. He shipped himself. He flew himself out to Skankfest in Texas, and he didn't get paid for his work. Figs is a crazy man. Because I remember that. I remember him being on Real Life Podcast and being like, can I come to Skankfest? And he's like, yeah, sure. What Lewis must have left out is you're going to have to pay for yourself to get to Skankfest. <laughs> um, they're really angering, ang- angling for a gas digital spot. You know? They really, that's what they want. They, you know, I think Bobby's given them, you know, time in a studio every week for like five weeks, ten weeks, I think. 
And you know what? There's a really good chance there is. Gas Digital Network, more like Gas Digital Not Work. Listen, there's worse podcasts on the fucking network. All right, let's be honest with ourselves. Um, they trash Rich Voss and say that Rich Voss was always mean to them. Yes, because they're open micers. They call Sagalo a fag. Um, they're really, like, this is a... I'm going to cop so much shit for this. I really enjoyed this. This was really fun. Like, granted, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I only got about 40 minutes in. But this is like... I don't know how to explain it. It's... uh, It's... Robbie and Figs doing 80% of impressions... But also in riffs, but just also two comedians that aren't well known. You know, just it's. I don't know. I really this this podcast is so confusing to me because it's good, but it it's not. You know, it's fucking anyway. Robbie put up a Twitter poll asking a couple weeks ago, should he come back? Should he start a new podcast? 63% said yes. 49% said no. And 14% said TikTok. Robbie took this as is, oh, I got 1% saying yes in TikTok. So I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to try this one more time because this is podcast. It's so like, this is everything you'd expect it to be. But it's not bad. But it is bad. But it's actually pretty funny. You know, it's impressions. It's every impression. You get your fucking Adam Sandler impression. And your fucking Jamaica man impression. You know, and you, all that. And them, and them riffing. And, you know, trashing Rich Vosh. And making fun of Shane Gillis. And, you know. And it's also just two open mic comedians who realize they are either not funny enough or have never been or have been on too many racist comedic podcasts to ever get on SNL. You know, it is it is both authentic and it is absurd at the same time. Aleph, it, it, you know what it is? It's very come town 2018. It's very much the, you know, the impressions or the accents, you know. You're a fucking motherfucker. I am an Indian man from Bangladesh. You'll marry my 16-year-old daughter for got and fridge. It's that. It's quirky. It's it's silly. I don't know. I think, you know, if they can continue doing this podcast, it might be really good. All right. Criticize me. Criticize me. Cancel me. Tell me I'm a faggot. You know, you, you don't like Robbie and you don't like figs. You know, especially in the little bubble we live in, but whatever. Oh, Lewis. <laughs> oh, you oh, fool. Oh, sweet, sweet Lewis. I am a fool. But you know what? Yeah. Where is it? Give me a fucking soundboard. That is funny. Anyway, number nine. I'm going to keep listening um, and see how we go. Number nine, Man on the Inside with Josh Adamias, The Bonfire. 
Uh, Josh details a very serious eye injury, eye virus, eye virus, but it wasn't pink eye. Let's be clear. There's been a lot of rumors and speculation. It was not pink eye. Um, it nearly resulted in him losing his eye. Like Josh Adam Myers is he's almost final destination levels of not dying. What was it? He was in a car crash. He should have died. You know, he gets an eye virus. He should have loses it. He should lose his eye. You know. That you just can't keep that motherfucker down. It's astonishing. Um, and then they talk about the Corey Feldman thing, which I haven't really talked about on here. If you're a Bonfire fan, you know. If you don't know, go on YouTube, type in Corey Feldman. Um, anyway, Jay and Dan issue an apology, quotation marks, in an attempt to mend the bridge to get him back on the show. Um, after Corey responded to a Bonfire fan asking how he can get them on the show. And he responds with, they must delete every podcast about them on Spotify or YouTube, which Gay J, Gay J, Gay J. Oh, look, that was my nickname in high school, wasn't it? Life sucks, and then you die. Which Jay guesses is about 70% of the shows. They also don't do the YouTube thing. That's just fans. Um, and they have to write down a public apology for the years of slander and defamation. And he will consider it. He won't, he won't just come on, he'll consider it. Like, maybe this says something about the bonfire, or maybe this says something about Corey Feldman, or maybe it's just me. I had no idea who Corey Feldman was until the bonfire. No idea. Zero. Nada. No ropa. So... Maybe Corey Feldman should be a little bit appreciative of, you know, the bonfire. Someone fucked with my... No. Am I, am I autistic? Surely. Oh, there it is. That's Hard fucking amazing. I've never seen the, uh, Look, the bonfire do anything funny. That's great. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And then number eight. Come town. Bakaka. With Callum Pitts. Never heard of Callum Pitts. Don't know who Callum Pitts is. Bitch, I wish you would. That was Joe Rogan. Um, Nick, being the savage that he is, you know this mult, you know a millionaire. I, can, I don't. I, I'd really like to see anyone tell me that Nick Mullen is not a millionaire. Um, hasn't had toilet paper in his house for a week, and every time he takes a shit, he has to shower. See, ladies and gentlemen, they, the, what they say about rich people is true. Rich people stay rich by being poor. Man can't even afford to get go and spend $5 on a 12-pack of toilet paper. You have any idea how much of you, you like, you think about it? You, you know, I, depending on the day, might take, like, two or three shits a day. Every day I have to hop into the shower and wash my ass. It's absurd. Buy some fucking toilet paper, but at the same time, play devil's advocate. I've always wanted a bidet. Now, granted, I am a, you know, I am a massive. I have no shame in admitting that I'm a. Um. But like, 
those those ads that Lewis and you know the Legion of Skanks boys do, like if you get shit, if you would have shit on your arm, you wouldn't use a piece of paper to wipe it off. You would wash your arm, or you get like a damp cloth. So yeah, I don't know. I can see it, but I also think that's just Nick Mullen being Nick Mullen. Um, but he won't take a shit in the shower. Um, and his defense is why he does this is that there's not that much shit in your ass when you shit. Well, maybe for him, but like, I wipe, you know, like, <laughs> like Big J. Big J is like notorious for always wanting his asshole spotless. Like that man would be in the shower 15 minutes every day for every shit. It's astonishing. Um, I talk about how Louis C.K. is still in Kiev in the Ukraine. Um, apparently, you know, he's, he's locked in his hotel room. Um, but he's not locked in there because he wants to be locked in there. A bunch of female comedians in the Ukraine locked him in there for the obvious reason. Um, and yeah, and I don't know what this is. I think this is a bit, but with Comptown, you can never really tell. Like, they keep saying this is the last year of Comptown. And I'm semi-starting to believe it. Like, all three of them seem to be branching out and doing different project projects. You know, Adam and Starve are doing stand-up. You know, Nick's, you know, taking photos with Sam Hyde and Shane Gillis. There's talk of something there. I'm also gay. I don't know. But if, there's, if this is the last... Year of Comtown, that is, well, to be fair, it's extraordinary it's lasted this long for what it is, but it would be really sad, you know? Okay, I love you. Um, and then lastly, Nick, once again, being the genius that he is, creates the ultimate way to win BattleBots. Now, if you don't know what BattleBots is, I remember this because I was a child of the early 2000s. They, like, two dudes make, like, fucking, like, robots, like, on wheels that destroy each other. Battle bots. And eventually the meta in the game was worked out that the one that flips the other one, like, you know, whether it's got, like, a, what do you call it? Like, a shovel attachment on the front so we can just automatically flip them up in the air, usually wins. So, <laughs> Nick's idea is to have a battle bot with an iPad screen at the front and speakers at the back and have it roll to the opponent's, like the opponent who's controlling the robot sitting directly in front of him and play child porn. This will result in that guy getting arrested, raped and murdered in prison and probably have to forfeit battle bots. And then they talk about how battle bots would just become, would then just become a matter of mirrors and child porn. Because then what the guy would do before the child porn comes on the iPad, is his battle bot with a bunch of mirrors on it would jump in front of it and then everyone would see child porn. And then the guy would get arrested. And he'd win. Um, yeah, and then lastly, they talk about how the Fast and Furious is to Mexicans what Star Wars is to white nerds. And think about that. Think about it, truthfully. You know that there's some fucking essay sitting in the cinema going, 
Åh, oh, loco. <laughs> See, I can't <clears throat> What you talking about, Holmes? Huh? No one's gonna beat Dom Toretto. Olele vato. You're gonna say the line, I say. Say the line. It's all about family. See, he said the line, I say. Olele. It is. Fast and Furious is Mexican Star Wars. And obviously, I'm not creative enough to fucking put this into words. But it's true. It's fucking true. And then we get to number seven. YKWD with Jim Norton, Zach Amico, chipping. Chippering. Um, Jim used to... <laughs> I just haven't listened to this episode in like a week and I've just realized what this episode is. Um... Jim used to call him bomb threats as his old high school. He tells this story. Um, and he used to um, prank call nuns and tell them that he was molested. So he would so he would call his school and he would go, there's a bomb in the gym. And if you think this is a joke, then start laughing. It, uh, <laughs> Jim Norton's a fucking weird cunt. He is. Jim Norton's a fucking weird cunt. Like Jim Yorton, you know, he talks about how he used to throw piss cups at people while driving. And Zach one-ups him, one-ups him and says he used to do piss parks. So he would freeze his piss and then he would slide it into the mail slot. And the mail owner, you know, the homeowner uh, would wake up in the morning and have piss all over their floor. They, so they'd be angry and also confused as to how someone pissed inside their house. Like... <laughs> uh, I remember listening to this, and I, and I think I figured out why Jim and Zach make such a good team. Because Zach, like me, is an ONA fan. He remembers all the classic bits. You know, he remembers all the, you know, the demented, funny, twisted childhood stories Jim ever Jim's ever told. You know? Like, Jim would get drunk, and, for, you know, for the sake of funny, he used to piss all over his friend's, his friend's house. You know? And I mean piss everywhere. He'd piss on the doorknobs. He'd piss in the sink. He'd piss on the floor. He'd piss on the carpet. He'd piss in the kitchen. Just for the funny of it. You know, and he also used to put cat poo in his friend's dad's newspaper. Just for the funny. And also so his friend would get the shit beaten out of him. Um, These two just, like, fuck, they work well. Jim Norton and fucking... It's such a great combination. But I think that's Zach. Zach's like a fucking... Like the ultimate puzzle piece. Like you just put him anywhere, he works. Um, we're, we're nearly an hour in, we're at six. Fuck, I really was saying to myself, like this will be a short episode, you know. And it's just, you know. I want to be ninja. I don't know. Is that a good thing? Is it good that I sit here and go, I just want to do a short episode and then I end up doing fucking an hour and 40 minutes? I don't know. Shit's crazy, man. Number six. Yo MMA Rap. Episode nine. Now, this isn't going to be in the episode. It'll be in next week's episode. But I want to talk about this because I think this is really interesting. 
Cain Velasquez, former UFC heavyweight champion, one of the baddest dudes ever. You know, if you were doing a Mount Rushmore of UFC heavyweights, he's on that list. Brock is also on that list. Francis probably ends up on that list and probably Stipe. So, what was it? It was Tuesday. Cain Velasquez got arrested for shooting someone. And, you know, I'm looking at this going, oh, fuck. The mighty have fallen. What is Cain, you know, is he in trouble? Is he, you know, has he got money problems? No. I think Cain Velasquez would rather have money problems than this problem. He um, shot at a childcare worker who had molested his four-year-old daughter possibly over a hundred times. So he attempts to shoot him and instead he shoots his dad. Um, don't think the dad died, but I think he's pretty bad shape. Let's just confirm that because, you know, we don't want fake news around here. Uh, shouldn't be that hard to find. Um, anyone? Anyone at all? He's just going to give me, you know. Uh, there we go. Attempted premeditated murder. He's been formally charged with that. All right, but then, you know, you look online and it's like the support for him is just ridiculous. Like Derek... Um, Brunson raised $10,000 for Kane Velasquez's legal fees. Ronda Rousey's come out and said she would have done the same thing. Everyone has come out. And, you know, I was listening to Joe Rogan today. He said the same thing with Michael Bisping. As Rogan said, like, I wish he had done it with his hands, you know, because now he's shot the wrong person. And you can probably walk into a court in America and say, I shot this dude because he raped and molested my four-year-old daughter a hundred times, you probably get a reduced sentence at, at worst. You'd probably walk. You know, to hit the stepdad is very hard to sell that. But it's... It's fucking crazy. It's, it's crazy. Like, first off, the balls on this motherfucker... <laughs> You know, and, and this is one of those shows where we don't often give credit to pedophiles because, you know, pedophiles should be castrated because the stats for a pedophile redeeming themselves are extraordinarily low. Most of them reappear. Um, like, essentially, like, they do a couple of years in jail and then when they walk out of prison, they go to the nearest school and... I re- like I said, I really wish Kane had just, like, first off, I wish he'd fucking killed him. Like, and not killed the dad. But, once again, the balls on this fucking pedophile to sexually abuse Kane Velasquez's four-year-old daughter. Are you insane? Like, <laughs> you obviously have, an, you know, an uncontrollable desire to do twisted evil shit, but maybe not do that to someone that if they got their hands on you, they would destroy you and put you in so many amount, like so many levels of pain, it couldn't be described. You know? What did I 
I do? I've never been to Pedophile Island. Why is this all happening to me? I'm sure Lewis and Dave will talk about that, you know, this week at some point. So anyway, they do talk. What they do talk about is Lewis got his blue belt and juju brilliant. Spasm, spasm, seizure. Um, <laughs> Lewis got his blue belt in Brazilian jujitsu. Jujitsu. Like. <laughs> I want to be ninja. Man, that Brazilian jiu-jitsu shit don't work. That karate shit. Congratulations to Lewis. That's pretty fucking cool. Um, and took he took James to his first basketball game. And they got on the Jumbotron. We talk, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, they talked the fights from last week with um, Khabib Jr. getting another dominant win against Bobby Green. Um, and he looks to be in line. He was in line for the title shot. But on um, Rogan's episode with Bisping, he was supposed to fight this week again for, on short notice. And then he pulled out. And now he has to fight some other dude to get a shot at Oliveira, which may be Dana White's excuse to give Conor McGregor a title shot before him. No, no. Just saying. Um, and then Lewis has... Um, has been putting off seeing the John Jones arrest video for the show, and they watched that. John Jones. This, if you want to encapsulate John Jones's life into a day, it was that. He gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. You know, an achievement he deserves so thoroughly. Then he beats the fuck out of his wife. He gets drunk, and then he's on. He's getting arrested by a bunch of cops while he cries. And then he proceeds to headbutt the, the bonnet of the car with such force that it would have killed any one of them had they been in the way. Um, apparently Dave informed, you know, tells us, and I didn't know this until I heard it, that John Jones's wife has left him. She has filed for divorce. Um, it only took five spinning elbows and... Spinning back fucking fists and um, question mark kicks and oblique kicks and um, millions of memes of her being made fun of for him to finally realize. Yeah, like five, you know, the first time I let it go and then the second and then the third and then the fourth. But the fifth time, I, I, I stands and I can't stands no more. This is an alpha male right here, nigga. This is an alpha male. Learn me. I'm from the streets of Harlem, New York City. I'm going to kill for what's mine. <laughs> anyway, so they watched the video. He's, he's hammered at the point that he's almost at the point of crying. You know? And he's calling the officer nerd. And then he's sitting there saying, kill me. I'm a black man. Kill me. And then he headbutts the, the, the car hood. And then they just like, no, nah, that's enough. You, you, you're definitely going away now. And he hit that bonnet with his head harder than he's hit anyone in the UFC ever. Like, it's, it would be funny if it wasn't so sad. Truthfully. Um, you know, and he's 34 years old. Like, this is early 20s stuff. And that's what they said. And, like, this is what Lewis and Dave said. Like, 
This is shit you can get away in your early 20s. You know, and then Dave and Lewis talk about how, like, when was the last time you put your fist through drywall or, you know, you, you punch something at home or you put a hole in something? Like, your 20s. Like, you don't do that when you're 34 years old. You know, like, I can remember being 22 and putting my foot through, like, a bathroom door because I just snapped and I lost my temper. You know? I don't know. If I was doing that in 34, then I'm probably in a... I'm, I'm probably stunted a bit, aren't I? I'm a bit of a fucking idiot. You know? Um, then Lewis comes up with the ultimate would you rather, or, you know, here's the scenario. Could Lewis beat up a handcuffed John Jones? He is a blue belt. Remember that. Can't forget that. He is blue belt Lewis J. Gomez. The J stands for blue. Oh, no, the J stands for jujitsu. You know? It's hard to, you know, and it's really hard to forget he's, you know, how could you forget he has a blue belt? It's mentioned 10 times on this fucking podcast. Um, John Jones would kill him. <laughs> like, Lewis's best hope is to get the takedown and punch and just hope that John Jones doesn't neem or kick him in the head with such violent force that he needs plastic surgery and he comes out looking like an autistic Dan, an autistic fucking Van Diesel. Um, it would also depend if he was cuffed behind his back or in front of him. Um, then Lewis asks, what if it's Dave and Lewis versus a handcuffed John Jones? And Dave essentially says, well, he'd head kick you and then... He'd probably walk up to John Jones and go, man, that was so cool. I've wanted to do that for years. Here, let me get you out of those cuffs. John Jones, like, you could fucking hang, you could put John Jones in a straitjacket and he'd still find a way to beat your fucking head in. He's too long. Like, if you tackled him and you got him to the ground, he'd find a way to head kick you. He'd just find a way to kick you. Um, anyway, and then they talk about probably the biggest fight of the year that isn't John Jones versus Officer Nerd. And that's Colby versus George. Big fight tomorrow. Probably the biggest fight of this year. Um, two men that don't like each other. Well, it's just one way of putting it. Um, like I said, I've got my money on Colby. Probably unanimous decision. I, you know, I, I don't see Colby finishing, but it will be... A very good fight. These two hate each other. You know, maybe Colby, you know, it, it, it's not a fight that you would think would go the distance. But Colby's just not known. Uh, I don't know. Colby's going to win. Either by unanimous decision or TKO. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they put the, um, the BMF title up. Dana's talked about it a little bit, but we're not, you know. He hasn't confirmed that he's going to do it. Um, and then for the last 10 minutes, they talk again to the blue chip prospect, prospect Terrence McKinney. Um, right now, I think you're looking at the two best new podcasts of this year and with Yo MMA Rap and The Young Guns, which is a big statement to say, but it's, it's good. <laughs> it's good. And that will probably, I now have lost all respect or credibility in this bubble. Um, I will probably have to kill myself by autoerotic asphyxiation. Um, 
Yeah, well, anyway. There's a button. Give me a button. Button, button, button. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Big dicks in your ass is bad for your health. Stay black, because that's the most important thing. Stay black. <laughs> and then we get to number five. I had to take a quick break, and I really hit the motherfucking wall. <laughs> number five. David's episode, the SDR show. We have guessed. I've left the door open. Um, fuck you. All right. Oh, yeah. Play a sound. I need a sound. Whoop. Nearly fell off my chair. Who am I, bitch, nigga? Buy your own damn fry. Number five. David's episode, the SDR show, with Colm Tyrrell, Mo the Monster, and the lovely. Succubus, Romy Chase. I must say, it must just be a porn star thing if they have the word Chase as their last name. They're some dirty bitches. Oh, everything's falling apart. Everything's fucking falling apart. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, Jay calls this a top three episode of the SDR show. Ever. In the history of ever, ever. Me and Christine are looking into therapy because I've cocked my fist back five times. Um, and he says the video is worth a subscription of Gas Digital for 15 years alone. <laughs> this is a, if there's one episode, if, there, if you only have a short amount of time in your week, because not everyone has the ability to listen to 36 podcasts a week, this is probably the podcast you need to listen to. You don't care. He'll finger a bitch with his pinky. Because <laughs> this is... These are things you're going to... These are things that people are going to talk about in two years, three years. These are the moments that are going to be classic. So if you only have time to listen or watch one podcast this week from this list, this is the one. Because this is fucking great. So last time, last week when we talked about the yesterday show, they had a fat pig in... That sat on a cake. This chick is the most... This, this, woman, this woman, Romy Chase, is the most... I, I, I had to figure out what the fuck I spelled there. The most disproportioned woman I have ever seen. She's got these huge fat tits that are absurd. And she got this fat ass. But she got a tiny little waist. This woman is made in a lab. And by a lab, I mean somewhere in Thailand where you give someone $500 and they give you butt plant, fucking butt implants. Those tits look real, though. Like it's Look this chick up, and trust me, I've looked her up, and I've done the field research. Dude, you're being, you're being so gay right now. This woman is disproportionate. It's not natural. It's Kim Kardashian, but worse. Um... Anyway, so Romy asked Jay why men want to smell vagina so bad. Ah, life's one of life's many interesting questions. Philosophers have waged war over for many years. Why do men like smelling pussy? I get, you know, like, like I get asked this question a lot by my girlfriend. She's like, why do you, like, my pussy stinks. Why do you want to smell it? I was like, it stinks to you. It doesn't stink to me. 
like it's an aroma. It's just something in our minds. It just sets us off. It brings out that that alpha, that animal in us. Master chief, motherfucker. It it really like it is. It's that it's that alpha shit. Where is it? This is an alpha male right here, nigga. This is an alpha male. Um. I, like unless you haven't washed in like three days, I will, I'll smell it. Um, she talks about before moving to America, she was a high school teacher in her motherland of Poland. Um, geez, if you, <laughs> I feel so. It's it's mentioned on the show. I didn't write it down, but like, imagine this chick was your fucking teacher. Holy shit! I would have been in every class, and I would have done no work. Um. Uh, then they talk about kinks and fetishes, and Jay said he doesn't have a fetish. He doesn't have any sort of fetish. Like, everyone's got a fetish. Just fucking dropping shit fucking everywhere. Go fuck your mother. Fucking, um, everyone's got a kink. Everyone. You can't... Everyone has one. You know? And this chick talks about one kink she won't do. And I have never heard of this kink before. <laughs> oh, I'm, it's called like I, I'm probably people probably know this, and I'm just you know I'm just unaware. But there's something called race play. Fuck your child, nigga! I'll bury you in that motherfucker. Not what you gonna do? I'm with it, nigga. I'm a goon. And I think I better get the the um a particular soundboard button ready. So race play is like black dude who want like her to like dominate them and call them like essentially just fuck their brains out and get called all fucking day just get pounded out and go <laughs> you know and it brings up an interesting question would i call a black you know a black woman i was dating a if that was her kink that is a weird kink. Like, that shouldn't be fucking normal. Like, I don't want, you know, I don't want to, like, one of my kinks isn't like, hey, while you dominate me, can you call me a white cracker? You know? It's a really weird, demeaning, dominant kink. Um, but yes, if I was dating a black woman and she wanted me to call her a I would call her a all day long um, so anyway this chick's here Romy Chase is here to sell a f fleshlight of sort um, so Jay's idea to sell this chick's fleshlight or promote it or whatever knockoff brand of fleshlight it is is to have Mo the Monster and David put their massive cocks inside it and then let it go and see if they can hold it up with just their cocks and it's heavy those things aren't like they're fucking heavy um, so we meet David, David, whoa, this guy is a character and he will go down as probably the greatest SDR guest of all time. Um, so, so everyone's rooting for David, who is, who is this white guy, half Jew, 
brown leather jacket looking, you know, looks like he'd give you $10, you know, to tell you go to go down the road while he fucks your mum, you know, sort of dude. So, you know, so he's going to try and hold this thing up hands free. But he's got to get hard first. So he's in the room in hindsight. He probably should have left the room, but he didn't. And what is what is he has created podcasting gold. So essentially he starts jerking off under the table. <laughs> and he's just looking directly into the camera with the blankest stare imaginable. While Jay and Colm commentate over, you know, him trying to get hard, why fucking Ronnie just laughs uncontrollably. He literally just keeps jerking off, making direct eye contact with the camera. Now, you're probably sitting there going, oh, he does this for like 10 minutes. No, he does this for a solid half an hour. <laughs> to the point where it's, it's, <laughs> it's not even about the game anymore. <laughs> Colm and Jay just put their hands up and go, this is it. I don't care about the game anymore. This cunt just looking into the camera, feeding off. <laughs> and then Mo the monster walks in, you know, He's already hard. His wife's with him. She's sucking his dick out the back. And he walks in and he drops his pants. And right next to Jay, this huge monster black cock is way too close in the vicinity of Big Joe Okerson. All right? It's less than a meter. It's half a meter. And Jay is just sitting there and he's trying not to look at it. You could, you know when you have that look in your eyes where you're trying not to look at something? Like you walk down the street and a chick's got big tits. Or you're at a nudist beach and you see some tits. That was Jay. He's sitting there and he's trying his best not to fucking look. Um, and Mo the Monster, and to put, you can go on Reddit, you can see his actual cock. You don't have to give Gas Digital $8. But... He's got such a big cock, it he can't even get his cock inside the fleshlight. And he puts so much lube on that there's no way the thing will stay up. It's just going to slip right off. While this is all happening, <laughs> David is still looking directly into the camera, whacking it. <laughs> you know, at no point does he stop whacking it, even though they've given up on him being able to get hard or do the bit, and they don't even care about the bit. Like, this is the SDR show's is Bobo moment. One of the greatest bits of radio ever is Bobo in a room with Patricia O'Neill. Patricia O'Neill. And Jim's talking to Bobo and he's talking about hot girls and he doesn't have his pants on, so he gets an erection. And then Jim Norton starts talking about basketball and then his erection goes down. And Jim just does this <laughs> repeatedly. It's one of the greatest radio bits of all time. This was the SDR show's version of it. it. It's fucking fantastic. Bravo. Where's the applause button? This is fucking great content. Alright? It's fucking amazing. Whew. And I really hope David becomes a regular on the show. Because he got stories too. Like he was in a coma for like eight, two months and his brother got cancer and died. He's, he's, he's got stories. He's just telling these stories while he's whacking it. 
And then we get to number four. Dave and Busted. This is the Legion of Skank Zoom show. Where is it? Come on. Come on, where's the fucking... I really got to fix this soundboard. It's, it's all over the place. I really need to organize it a bit. Me and Christine are looking into therapy because I've cocked my fist back five times. So Dave gets us, gives us, gives me, gives me flashbacks to smoking in non-smoking sections in restaurants. I'm just old enough to remember this. I'm just old enough. Um, I was probably seven or eight when it stopped. But I can remember when you would walk into a restaurant and it would be smoking or non-smoking. I'm not old enough to remember being able to smoke on a plane, though. That was before my time. And now you can't, you, you, in Australia at least, you can't even stand out the front of a pub or a restaurant and smoke a cigarette. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, Lewis talks about how he was so poor when he was selling tickets. If he saw someone flick a cigarette but there was less than a third done, he'd pick it up and he'd smoke it. I, I, I've been that desperate. I have been. <laughs> you know? I, to be fair, and, you know, Lewis... Lewis, was, your mom was a heroin addict hooker. But I've been that desperate. It's not been, it's not been fun. And I, look, I'm a homeowner, so go fuck yourself and suck my dick. Thank you very much. Good night. Bye-bye. Um, then Lewis talks about sales and philosophy behind it and how it transfers to his life situations. You, you know the deal. Lewis doing Lewis things. And then Lewis and Jay talk about taking Isabella and James to the Knicks 76ers game, um, which we'll talk about later because they hadn't seen it by this time, but by the live show they had. Blah, 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 blah. Um, anyway, Lewis makes one final off to Jay to cancel the 2K bet because he knows he's going to win and he doesn't want to take five grand of Jay's money. Jay works hard for his money. And he doesn't want to, you know, he also doesn't want to fuck him in the ass with a toy gun. And Jay sees this as what it, Jay sees this for what it is. It's Lewis trying to get out of the bet. You know, I'm, I'm sure Lewis thinks he's going to win, but don't think he really wants to take that chance. <laughs> like, no one wants a gun in the ass. Hey, fuck you, motherfucker. I don't even know your fucking money. Um, so Jay counteroffers and counteroffers him, and he says he can be a sissy boy and back out. If Lewis doesn't want to do it, he doesn't have to do it. Lewis counter offers to this for um, saying that they should do for every point over or under the spread, which is 15 points, it's $1,000 on top of that. So in theory, if Lewis won this 2K game that isn't going to happen for another eight months and it's going to get brought up sporadically for the next eight months, if he won by one point, Jay would have to pay Lewis $30,000. Um, and then Lewis promises that they won't talk about the bet till close to the day which will probably not happen. It will be brought up next week. Um, they watch one more work turn Olympic submission, who's a bi woman who's legitimately a midget at 410. And once again, and I'll say this repeatedly, I don't really write things down when they do work turn submissions because I don't consider these people people. But I hope she wins because I love bi women and I love midgets. Um, and then Lewis talks about how he's introducing his new nickname, the point guard of podcasting and the king of things. <laughs> I 
Yeah, it's rough. It's 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 rough, kids. It's um, they're not great nicknames. Like the Joe Rogan of the East was probably his best nickname. I love that. Oh, that's a great name nickname. And knowing Lewis, these these nicknames probably won't be around in like a month anyway. We'll move on to his next thing. The Puerto Rican rhinoceros. Dude, you're being, you're being so gay right now. And then lastly, Lewis claims that the Zoom show is better than the live shows. Uh... What a gay-ass bitch. They're not. They're not. The live shows will always be better. Always. These are just great because it's just more Legion of Skanks. And more Legion of Skanks means more content for me. Oh, fuck yeah! Then we get to number three, which is saying, saying Gillis, I'm, I'm special. I'm special like Shane Gillis. Oh, look, Cherry. It's Shane Gillis tosses him back, KFC Radio. It's an hour and a half of Shane Gillis at the perfect drunk Shane level. Not blackout, but not a pussy either. Telling some of the best, some of the, of his best stories and all in all being the funniest autistic looking adult alive today. The SDR show bit was better, but this is here because it's great. Truly. Um, and also, I had no intentions of taking notes about on it. I was just listening to it for fun. Because I'm allowed to listen to podcasts for fun, too. Which is commendable, because his son is a faggot. And as begging you, Shane Gillis, the great and powerful young bull, the throat goat master, the master, <laughs> number two Master Chief Ferrari truck with Lamelli, Lee Matt and Shane secret podcast Master Chief motherfucker um, Le gives his wild takes on Ukraine and Russia war about his takes on the Ukrainian Russian mm. war and it's got him a bit spooked you know it's, yeah. He's coming out with some wild shit. Um, and then, who, did, who brought it up? I can't remember who brought it up. It was, it was McCusker. Brought up that BuzzFeed did an article on 20 movies or TV shows that if a guy likes are red flags. And for the very rare time, I actually saved this link because I wanted to fucking go through this fucking, it's insane. All right. Number one, Scarface. All right. Number two, American Psycho. Number three, Fight Club. Number four, Pulp Fiction. Number five, V for Vendetta. Number six, The Punisher. Number seven, Clockwork Orange. Number eight, The Social Network. And I'm going to stop right there because all of these movies have one thing in common. They're great fucking movies. If I got, like, I like fucking at least six out of eight of those movies, you know? Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I love that movie. That makes me a faggot. I'm aware. But I really enjoyed that movie when I was a kid. Family Guy. The TV show Family Guy makes you a red flag for women. You know? You know? And LeMaire mentions it. You know, like, Family Guy is the number one show to have on in the background during sex. If you watch Pornhub, or you watch fucking porn, and it's amateur porn, Family Guy is almost always playing in the background. Always. 
It's that or the Big Bang Theory. And I would say the Big Bang Theory is more of a red flag than all of those movies put together. Um, I'm just sitting there thinking of all the shows I've had on in the background while I've had sex. Usually what I do is I just go to like a music channel and just put music on, but I... <laughs> she's not listening anyway. How far are we? We're an hour and 20. She's given up. Like first time I ever... She she listens to the first 10 minutes and then she puts the podcast on. But fucking the first time I ever fucked my girlfriend in the ass, we did the anal, you know, the chocolate hole, was while we watched the show Snowpiercer. Like I have seen the half, I've seen the second half of season two of Snowpiercer and I could not tell you a single fucking thing what happened. And I enjoy that show. Um, then Matt with a gem of knowledge. You know, gem of knowledge. Man, you know what the real N word is? Psh, knowledge. But in reality, you know what the real N word is? <laughs> um, he, Matt with a gem of knowledge about American History X that it goes the distance to teach you a lesson and you walk away with the wrong message. No one watches that movie and thinks that being a white separatist isn't cool as shit. The dude walks out in his underwear holding a fucking handgun from a fucking and a who try and rob him. He shoots one of them, puts his mouth on the curb and curb stomps him. You can't tell me that's not cool from the certain point of a man being a man protecting his shit. Granted, he gets fucked in the ass, and he reforms. Well, that's another thing. He, he gets fucked in the ass, he reforms. And then his brother gets shot. No. Yeah. Um, Lamar talks about how he was offended. Shane and Matt didn't pick him for the free versus free basketball game. And Shane says he wouldn't have put him in his top ten because Lamar Lee... Um, how do I put this nicely... There's a polite way to put it, you know. Well, the, the the thing that he had on his side is that he's a... But the thing that um holds him back... He's a fat Jew. No, he's not. Even his gay-ass gloves are circum... He's not. He's... He's fat! There we go. Man couldn't get five inches off the ground if he tried. And in Shane says he just chose Pope because he was standing right next to him. Um, Lee teaches us a bit of urban knowledge, and I didn't know this, and this is pretty fucking cool. So you know when you see those bitches in porn, in fucking porn, like, and you know they come of a, a certain persuasion, you know, you know, they're very, you know what I'm trying to say, even though I've said it about twenty times on this podcast already. Um, but when you see, you know, those bitches wearing like a ski mask over their face with the mouth cut out, it's called a throat goat mask. They have a name for it that isn't just a ski mask. It's called a throat goat mask. Well, hello, suck this and MF and kiss my big black stuff and suck it and stick it down in your mouth and suck it, suck it. That's fucking insane. Why wouldn't you just call it a ski mask? In fairness, if you're wearing, if you have one of those... Your bitch probably sucks a mean dick. Um, 
They also talk about it's not it's how it's not illegal to eat food as sexually as possible at a kid's party, like deep-throating a hot dog and then getting the kids to mimic you or eating a hamburger on your knees with your ass cheeks spread like it was, you know, spread out and eating a hamburger like it was a pussy. These, there's a Gillian Keys bit here, truthfully. There's something there, you know, something involving, you know, like like a foodie rocking up at a kid's party and being a fag with food. Um, Gardini talks about getting one of those scam emails where if he doesn't send $1,000, they are going to release webcam footage of him whacking off. Um, I never get, I never, like, like, I don't read these emails. I probably get them. I just don't read them. Like, my Gmail account, like, I get all sorts of fucking weird emails that I've never signed up for anything from before. Um, and who in your family would would this upset the most? Seeing and who seeing this would upset you the most seeing? I really wouldn't want my mum to see me jerk off. I, I'm not going to lie. Um, who would it upset the most? Probably my mum. And it probably upset my most upset me the most seeing my mum do it. Now, if we're talking about me whacking off and what the content I'm watching, well then I don't want anyone to see that. That would not be fun. So yeah, if you send me a scam email saying you're gonna release my webcam footage of me jerking off, I'll send you a thousand bucks. Um and then Shane tells the story of whacking it in Spain and getting one of those pop-ups saying that this is child porn. The police are on the way. And he sits there and goes, no, it's not. And closes his computer and he has to go for a walk. Shane Gillis has lived an extraordinary life. And he does tell more of his stories of living in Spain on KFC Radio. Check it out. It's very good. Um... And then lastly, to talk about, has your dog ever seen you jerk off or fuck? Now, I make a point for my dog not to see me jerk off because it's weird. But my girlfriend's got no problem with it. She's, she'll, you know, sometimes he'll sneak under the bed and she'll be like, it's fine, let him stay under there. It's like, no, it's weird. I don't want to jerk off in front of my dog and I don't want to fuck in front of my dog. Because you know what will happen? I'll be fucking her. And this dog will come up and he'll like lick me or something. And it'll and I'll end up kicking him. All right, and now we come to number one, an hour and 30 minutes in. It looks like there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. It sure is the motherfucking main event. And I really hit the wall. Number one, genius. No, genuous. Anthony Cumia. And Kimmy Condon. Kimmy K. Legion of Skanks. If I wanted to see something all stretched out that disappoints black men, I would just look at Kim Condon's pussy. Um, you know it's going to be an awesome episode full of zingers when the word or the bit for the title of the episode comes up within three minutes of the podcast. It's fucking great. So Lewis and Jay, you know, talk about having their daddy day where they take the kids to a Nets game. And Lewis talks of the only memory Lewis has of his father is watching the Goonies in a hotel room. 
Um, Goonies was the name of the prostitute his pimp father was fucking. Um, Jay tells the story of being on the Jumbotron for fat, for shit beat at the game and not being a famous comedian. You know. Now, Jay does say, like, they don't have, like, that celebrity part in Philly. It's for the Knicks and Lakers, but imagine you're looking up and you're like, oh, I know that comedian. And it's like, shit beard of the game. This dude. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. Poor Jay. He just, he never gets the recognition he deserves. You know, and he deserves the recognition. Me and Christine are looking into therapy because I've cocked my fist back five times. Probably not for that, but um, Anthony hits the dab and he coughs like he's Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> Once again, gay Dice Clay is one of the best ONA bits that Anthony ever does. Does no, he could ridiculously duck. A man sucked my cock. Oh, it's fucking great. Um, the boys teach Kim Congdon what East Side Story is, and me, they teach me because I don't know anything about Broadway or musicals because I am not a faggot. What a gay-ass bitch. Um, racist and homophobic jokes ensue for the obvious reason. Um, at one point, they sort of do George Floyd the musical, which, you know, was a complete coincidence, but it did warm my heart a little bit. It's like, hey, cool. I sort of had the same idea you did. But you did it better. And got laughs for it. Oh, Lewis. <laughs> oh, you oh. cool. Um, Lewis watched Hooked with James for the first time and he cried again reminiscing, watching it with his son as he, because he remembered he watched it with his mother. You know his mother. You know, you know Lewis J. Gomez's mother, right? Lewis, your mom was a heroin addict hooker. Yeah, that one. It's Milo Knows 2.0, but Lewis isn't drunk enough to cry on the podcast. And Anthony Akumia proves that people can change. You know, he's now dating a 32-year-old woman and not jailbait. Once again, one of the greatest Anthony Akumia stories ever is him taking his girlfriend to the hospital and they have to go to, and I really should have, what was the word? Pediatrician? Is a pediatrician the one that looks after, like, kids? That one. That is one of the greatest Anthony Akumia stories of all time. Um, and, it, it, you know, this just proves that life is really like that Rocky quote. You know, I can, if I can change, then you can change, then I can change, we can all change. Anthony's not hitting jail, but he's hitting actually, he's fucking actual women, like adult women. He's not sitting out of the front of a high school anymore looking for talent. He's not scouting. Um, in saying all this, Lewis, Lewis proves that there's that's not always the case as he talks about nearly getting into a fight with a security guard at Madison Square Garden. So the more things change, the more they stay the same, you could say. Yes, Jew King! Yes, Jew King! Oh, I... Anyway. Uh, Kim doesn't know what Rambo is, which they're all shocked by, and a lot of people were shocked by. Most women under the age of 30 have no idea who the fuck Rambo is. 
and they wouldn't know who Rocky was if he hadn't made, you know, Creed. If they hadn't made, if he hadn't made Creed, no woman would know what Rocky is. Um, the main thing with Lewis getting, you know, so anyway, so hold on, let's retrace, let's wind it back. So Lewis talks about and Jay talk about his fight at Madison Square Garden. I've really hit the wall. All right, I'm really fucking tired. <laughs> I'm trying to do my best here. All right, I'm holding it together. All right. So Lewis and Jay talk about. Lewis's altercation at Madison Square Garden. So Lewis gets buzzed while he goes through the metal detector because he's forgotten to take his belt off. And James was on the other side because he had gone through and not been an idiot and had taken his belt off. Um, Which is commendable because his son is a faggot. So, uh, so he's on the other side. So Lewis says he can, you know, he can wait with me on this side. And the security lady puts his hand on James's shoulder and says, no. You can wait on this side with her. And listen, you don't tell Louis J. Gomez that. You, know, you don't tell him what to do with his son. You know, it it reminded me a little bit of that that scene from Django with Leo, you know. What was her name? Belinda is my property. And I can do with my property anything I see fit. It was Lewis very much had that mindset. Which is commendable because his son is a faggot. Um, and it is, it's also, you know, it's when Lewis tells these confrontation stories he has, oh, he also called the security guard a cocksucker under his breath as he walked away. Um, what I really appreciate now when Lewis tells these stories is like when someone like Jay or Bobby Kelly is there and they can tell you what really happened from a normal person's point of view and not Lewis kill or be killed, I'm the king of the world mindset that he's in when he gets into those situations. Hey, fuck you, motherfucker. I don't even know your fucking money. Um, and God bless James. God bless him. That sweet, innocent boy. Because he really knows his dad. As he, you know, because he's sitting there and he's trying to calm his dad down, going, it's okay, dad. Just, you know, let's go and watch the game. You know, and I've been there, I've been there before. <laughs> Jay's telling this and I'm like, oh, I remember those childhood moments. Of, you know, telling my stepdad, it's fine, don't worry about it. Let's just, you know, let's go and kick the footy around. He was like, oh, we went, no. She called me a bitch. Your mum's a bitch. I, I've been there. I, I could, emph- I could, I could, it, I could feel that. Um, Anthony Akumi is on Twitch. That, it, that is the strangest thing I would never thought, well, you know, I, w- I never thought that was possible. In fairness, Kumi has been kicked off YouTube, Spotify, Twitter. So he doesn't really have anywhere else to go. If you want free content of Anthony Akumia, you have to go to Twitch. And that goes back to like the podcasting bracket we did an hour and ten minutes ago. Hot Water, you know, in Hot Water is a great podcast. The Anthony Akumia show would be a great podcast if it wasn't behind a fucking paywall. Man, you know what the real N word is? Psh, knowledge. And yeah, you can you can watch Anthony Kumia play Warzone on Twitch, and I can assume you're going to hear a lot of you know Anthony Kumia going, and you know calling the other guy on the other side going, just all fucking day long. 
Yes, is this podcast sixty percent of me using the beat button to cover my racism? Yes, it is. Um, Lewis again asked how much it would cost to get ONA together again for Skankfest. Uh, Anthony once again says he'd do it, but Opie's he's not going to do it. Lewis talks about how he just found out that Opie unfollowed him on Twitter, because I assume he was going on Twitter to message Opie and be like, how much? And he found out that you know he doesn't follow Lewis anymore. Um, they mock Opie you know, on his Instagram podcasting and his dress style. Um, I'm 90% sure this is the truth. So don't quote me on this. When I sat there and I started this podcast and I went, and I always tell the story of how I started this podcast, and I go, I remember listening to a really shit podcast and going, I can do better. I'm 90% sure that was Opie Radio. Almost certain. Because, listen, this podcast is trash, okay? This is, this is hot garbage. And if you're here after an hour and 40 minutes, I commend you and I pray to you and I will suck your dick. All right? But I'm confident enough in myself to say that this podcast is on par or better than anything Opie has done since he fucked over Jim and Anthony. I'm confident in that. Um, yeah. Um, then an, a wild Aaron Berg appears to drop in to tell us that he's not dead. Um, apparently, from what I saw, he had a mini stroke of some sort. Um, they do the final round of the Woke Turn Olympic submissions. Once again, I won't go into depth because black disabled dudes and female to male sex worker trans dudes are not people to me. They aren't. They're just not people. But this will be... I think when they're all in studio, because they're going to do a lie detector test, and that lie detector test is just funny. Like it's con- it's consistent, guaranteed funny. Um, hey, maybe they could do gun in the butt with these contestants. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I think they had one point they said they were going to let they were going to have fucking proud boy Tom get sucked off by all of them, or have you know them do gay shit to Proud Boy Tom, which would be very funny. Not for Tom, but that wouldn't be funny for Tom. Um, um, and lastly, I don't know if Jay's made this up or this is a term that has been around for a long time, but calling a, a male to... F- no, a female to male trans person's pussy, a mussy which is a man pussy, is not only progressive, it's fucking hilarious. Like, I've heard of bussy. We've all heard of bussy. But a mussy. A mussy. <laughs> Holy shit. A fucking mussy. That, no, that can't be real. That, 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 Jay's made that up. If, if, if that's a real word, I will be shocked. And if Jay's made that word up, that will be one of the titles of this episode. I'm looking. No. Do I have to go to Urban Dictionary? Yeah, Urban Dictionary. 
There we go. It is a, it's a word. I Jay didn't make that up. A man pussy, a reference to a man's anus. Well, this case, it's not a man's anus. It's a woman who transitions to a man's vagina. It also has another word. The vagina of a female horse or other equine. Also related to bussy. Hmm. Okay, cool. Okay, it's a word. Never mind. I was wrong. And on being wrong, that is the end of this podcast. Oh, and then Lewis, you know, comments on the female to male trans chick and says that she looks like she's transform transfer transitioning into Lewis. And on that note, we're done. We're done. That's it. No more. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Big dicks in your ass is bad for your health. As always, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and get her at skankversepod. Um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast feed, leave a rating, a review, um, and be sure to tell a friend, a family member, or someone who wants to eat mussy about the podcast. And yeah, that was fun. Like I'm really sleep deprived and I'm really tired and I really want to go to bed, but that wasn't horrible. I don't know. Maybe it was, but on that note, I must now bid you and adieu. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Bang. Good night. Suck my dick. Bye bye. I'm just trying to get some mott sticks. Get down the sheets, get some mott sticks and some skull. Shout out Riggin. Shout out Finnegan. Shout out Orient Mulligan. Oh, 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 oh. You just need to come. Want me to make you come? Make you.